Hollywood, the Screen Directors Playhouse. Screen Directors Playhouse, star Dorothy McGuire, production Spiral Staircase, director Robert Siakmak. The Hollywood Screen Directors present a play on silent words. The motion picture drama, Spiral Staircase, starring Dorothy McGuire in her original role of Helen. Sunday school is all right, but I wish they'd treat us like women. My golly. Mm, they make us skip the book of Ruth and the Song of Songs, which is Solomon. Especially that. My golly, it's in the Bible. Oh, it's beautiful. My beloved spoke and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. What's wrong with that, I'd like to know? Oh, it's beautiful. And St. Elmo. What's wrong reading St. Elmo? Now, if you ask me, I think that the... My golly, a fire on Sunday? Yes. Let's follow it, Helen. Run! Helen, it's your house! And there's Mother in the window! It's I'm, no oh, use, Oh, let me go, let me go. Let me go. It's burning. Mother! There she goes. Don't speak. There's no need to speak now. It's all over, my daughter. So hush. 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 From that day on, I was never able to speak again. Whenever I tried, I'd hear my mother's voice again. My mother who had died in the fire, saying, Hush, child. I could make people understand me with simple signs, a nod, a shake of my head, pad and pencil. Later, I left my hometown to take domestic work with the Warren family, Professor Albert Warren, his half-brother Stephen, and his stepmother, Mrs. Warren. It was all I wanted. Then, one Friday evening... I was coming home from the village where I'd gone to see that newfangled amusement motion pictures. It was a bleak November dusk, and there'd been some mysterious excitement in town. Something quite terrible. I didn't know what. 
Is that you in the road? Dr. Perry. It's the young doctor who likes me, I think. Helen? Oh, oh, it is you. Nod and smile, Helen. As though you could speak, but choose to nod and smile as ladies do by choice. It's good to see you smile. Well, hop in, and I'll drive you right onto the Warren's gatehouse. Here, here's a hand. Yep, you go. There. Yep, Galen. Well, I've missed you, Helen. How have you been, Helen? Smile and nod. Good. Good. Oh, he's missed me, he says. It uh, wasn't a very nice thing happened in town on your day off. Oh, what was it, I wonder? Young woman, rather pretty young cripple, was murdered. Did you know that? Another one. And I, I'm telling you because I want you to be very careful about going out after nightfall, that's all. Oh, he's kind. Could he really like me? Now, now tell me, how much longer are you going to stay on at the Warrens? I know what he means. You know, you've got to make an effort to get back your voice, Helen. Oh, he mustn't. Oh, I know. Much rather I wouldn't talk about I it. I would rather. Not that there isn't a certain beauty and grace in your stillness. You're not mute. You're still, but somehow eloquent. Oh, I love him so. And everything you think is in your eyes, Helen. Good night, Helen. Be careful. Only a few more yards to the house. Rattle a stick on the picket fence. My kind of whistling in the dark. Crippled girl murdered. Why? Who? Faster. Faster. Run. Oh, oh it's you, Helen. <sighs> Professor Warren. He looks worried or angry. I'm glad you're here, Helen. I wonder if you'll go up to see my stepmother. She's feeling worse again. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. Where have you been, Helen? It's late. She never remembers my night out. Oh, put that eternal pencil and pad away. Never oh, mind. She, she doesn't mean to hurt. I hoped you were never coming back tonight. Why? What can she mean? Helen, run away. If you know what's good for you, run away. What'd she say? Leave this house tonight. Helen, mother. Oh, don't call me mother, Albert. The most shocking thing has happened in town. There's been another murder. Why, how would you know? Yes, how? How do you know, Albert? Well, the constable was just here. Very curious. I'm mentioning this in Helen's presence for good reasons. Every one of those murdered girls had some kind of affliction. Affliction? Yes, the servant girl had a bad scar. Second one was wrong in the head. This one limped. Albert, where is Stephen? Stephen? I... Has Stephen come in yet? Why? Answer me. No. Why? Because he... There's the... Rain. He'll be drenched. That's why. I want Helen to be especially careful for the next few days. He's good, too. Kind and thoughtful and good. Helen, if you see anything at all outside this house that makes you suspicious, I want you to tell me. Yes, not yes. Thank you. I have some dictation to give Blanche on my book. Remember what I told you, Helen. And don't trust anyone. 
Helen, pack your things and leave. Leave? No. Why? Where? No. Shake your head off if you like, but leave tomorrow. Meanwhile, there's a gun in my dresser. No, I'm afraid of guns. Oh, stop shaking your head at me, girl. Stop contradicting me. You're in danger here. Do you want... It's an attack. Dr. Perry, get me, Dr. Perry. Hurry. Stephen? Yes, Mother. I just got in. Drenched. His shoes coated with mud. Where's Dr. Perry? On the way, Mother. There's been another murder. Oh, has there? Oh, why didn't you stay in Paris? Don't you want me with you, Mother? Where were you tonight? If you must know... I must know, yes. She knows something. I, um... I was out walking with Blanche. No. Blanche, Professor Warren's secretary. They both... I think the professor will want to talk to you, Stephen. About the murder? Why, no, Stephen. About Blanche, his secretary. Very well, Mother. It's quiet now. We're waiting for Dr. Perry to arrive. Quiet now, but the professor and Stephen have had a dreadful quarrel about Blanche. She's very pretty and no afflictions, and so men quarrel over her. Stephen and the professor hate each other, and it's so terrible. Both, after all, had the same father. Dr. Perry! You know, Dr. Perry... You look a little like my husband. Oh, really, Mrs. Warren? Yes. Was he kind to he her husband? Had a sure step. Gentle and kind to girls man. with Good afflictions. Eyes. Well, I'm flattered. Thank you. He always told me I wasn't as beautiful as his first wife, but that I was a much better shot. Oh. He has a gun in this very room. <laughs> yes, the beauty my husband admired was the beauty of strength and of character. Both of his sons were weaklings. Stephen and the professor. I'm weak, too. Afflicted. Dr. Perry, you love Helen. Mrs. Warren. If you love her, and I know you do, get her out of this house. Now, now, you're upsetting yourself again. Get her out of this house while there's still time. Do you hear me? Do you? Do you? Do you? Helen. (laughs) Helen, brandy. Quickly. Brandy, Brandy. I've looked everywhere. None. None in the pantry. None in the closet. I'll run into the study to find Professor Warren. Brandy, Brandy. Write it out, Helen, will you? Yes. B-R-A-N-D. Brandy. Yes, Brandy, yes. I'll have to fetch a bottle from the cellar. Get Mrs. Holtz out of the kitchen. Tell her to come with me and bring a candle. Hurry, girl. Warren is resting again. Mrs. Oates is back in the kitchen in a stupor from the brandy she managed to steal when she went down into the wine cellar with Professor Warren. Blanche stays in her room. I wait in the parlor while Dr. Perry gives Professor Warren some instructions. Uh, Helen. Oh, Dr. Perry, looking so very tired. I, I want to talk to you, Oh, Helen. he mustn't apologize. Here, here. Sit next to me here. Oh, he sofa. mustn't try to explain that it was Mrs. Warren and not he who said he loves me. I understand. I've been thinking things over, Helen. 
Mrs. Warren is right. He says Mrs. Warren is right. You should come away with me tonight. Oh, he does love me. Stay at my mother's house until I take you to Boston to see a specialist. Oh, afflicted. Uh, uh, Helen, the Fabers on Pepper Street have an out-of-town guest, Betty Lindstrom. Betty Lindstrom. She went to Sunday school with you years ago. Sunday school. Betty Lindstrom. She tells a story about a young girl walking home from Sunday school one day. No. And when she wasn't no. far from home, she heard a fire engine rushing down the street. It was her own home, wrapped in flames, her mother and father trapped inside. She tried to scream. Scream, Helen. I can't. Scream. Can't. Try. I'm trying. 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 Shh. Yes, Mother. Helen, you can speak. Speak. Helen. Helen, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was know. trying to help you. I know. He's so good. Oh, well, that must be for me, Helen. Oh. I left this number with the Wilsons. Their boy is very sick. Here, I'll write the Wilson telephone number on your notepad. 189. 189. Yes, and have Mrs. Oates call me there if you need me. Now, if you'll go to the door with me, I'll take it as a sign that, that you forgive me. Oh, it's a wretched night. But the rain's over. Nod, yes. Smile, Helen. Please. Smile. <laughs> That's better. Thank you. Thank me. Now, be sure and lock the door, won't you? And don't open it for anyone but me. But before he went... Good night. Helen. He kissed me. He kissed me. He wants me to come away with him. He kissed me. How was it long ago in the Bible, in the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's? My beloved spoke and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away with me. For lo, the winter is past. It's a wretched night. The rain's over. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, and the time of singing is come. Arise, my love, and let me see thy countenance. He loves me. Let me see thy he countenance. Loves me. Let me hear thy voice. Voice. For sweet, sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is comely. Voice. Let me hear voice. thy voice. Let me hear thy voice. Let me hear thy voice. Hush, daughter. Hush.
are listening to the Screen Director's Playhouse presentation of The Spiral Staircase, starring Dorothy McGuire in her original role of Helen, the mute girl, and John Daner as Dr. Perry. Dr. Perry has been gone almost an hour. And now a second bitter quarrel in the house. Stephen in Blanche's room next to mine. Raising their voices. Stephen, Blanche they... crying. Stephen taunting they her, laughing at her. in my room. Especially the professor. Crying, my dear Blanche, <gasps> makes no impression on me, whatever. I like to see women cry. It makes me feel so superior. I'm not going on with you anymore, Stephen. We can't hide our feelings from the professor any longer. And just why should we hide our feelings from my stepbrother? Oh, I forget you did have a certain interest in him. You are a pig. Now, Blanche. Get out. I'm leaving tonight. The better to wash my hands of you. As you wish, Blanche. But you'll regret this. I honestly think you're going to regret this most seriously. Blanche has left her room and gone down to get her suitcases out of the cellar. I'd be afraid to go down there alone. It's very dark in the cellar. There's a spiral staircase that goes round and round into the dust and the damp and the darkness. Round and round into darkness. Oh, I'm sorry if I disturbed you, Helen. Do you know where Blanche is? Blanche. Isn't she up from the cellar yet? Helen, I'm speaking to you. You please find Blanche. I want her to take some dictation in my study. At once. The spiral staircase. Going round and round. Down into darkness. Into the dark. The damp. The shadows. Blanche. Where's Blanche? It's been almost an hour. Who could have... Stephen. Dead? Nod, yes, yes, nod, yes, 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 dead, yes. All right. Let me handle this, Helen. Do you understand what I mean? I could dash for the door. Helen, answer me. Do you understand what I say? Dash for the door. Open it. Slam it. Bolt it outside. Helen... Terrified. Pencil, lost pencil, pencil. Are you trying to... Pencil? Here, right. Right, yes, right. Blanche? Yes, M-U-R-D-E-R. Helen, in heaven's name, are you... Do you know who did it? S-D-E-P-A-T. Yes. Of course. Why does he say of course? Helen, where is Stephen now? Locked in cellar. Oh. Helen... Why does he look at me like that? Helen, look there in the mirror. Mirror? Go on, look at yourself, Helen. 
Why does he do this? You see, Helen? You have no mouth. No mouth? I know what he means, but why should he say it so cruelly? No mouth, Helen. And in all this world, there's no room for imperfection. He's so strange. We're alone, Helen. Mrs. Oates is very drunk because I purposely let her steal a bottle of brandy when we went downstairs before. My stepmother is helpless in her bed. You have just locked Stephen in a cellar. Blanche is dead. He... He is the killer. Blanche, whom I loved and who betrayed me with Stephen, is dead. Or I killed her. He's mad. What a pity father didn't live to see me become strong, to see me dispose of the weak and the imperfect in this world. Escape. I put on these leather gloves. Where? Father would admire me for what I'm about to do. I know. The gun. The gun in Mrs. Warren's room. Escape. Not so imperfect as he thinks. I run, run like the wind, climb the stairs to Mrs. Warren's room like a cat, slam the door and bolt it in his face. Gun, cat and pencil, right, gun. Wake up, Mrs. Warren, wake up, wake up. Oh, please, wake up. Her eyes are opening. Now, read, gun, the gun. Where is the gun? Gun? What gun? Helen. She knows where the gun is. She must know. It's no use. She's drugged or poisoned. Someone at the door downstairs. Someone's outside. The professor will have to answer. And then I can steal downstairs again, down the spiral staircase, free Stephen, get Stephen to help me. Yes! Round and down, down and round, into the darkness, into the shadows. Softly, softly. A foot. I saw a shoe draw back into the shadows under the last spiral. The professor, waiting. Turn. Softly. Go back. Softly. Step. 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 And run. God, Mrs. Warren, at the top of the steps. Stop where you are. Mrs. Warren. Both of you. She has the gun. Why does she point it at both of us? Mother. No, only your stepmother, whom your father always taught never to waste a single shot. You murderer. It was you who killed all those girls. I thought it was Stephen. You always waited until Stephen came home to cast suspicion on him. Never waste a shot. Your father taught me. Never a shot. (laughs) Helen, girl. Better get me Dr. Perry. 
Hush, daughter. Hush. Number three. You see, Helen, you have no mouth. You must leave this house, Helen. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. Number three. You have no mouth. Let me hear thy voice. Number three. Thy voice. No mouth. Thy voice. No mouth. Thy voice. No mouth. Thy voice. No mouth. Number three. Number please. One. Eight. Nine. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Dr. Perry? This is Dr. Perry. Who is this? It's... Me. Who? Helen. Helen. Oh, Helen, darling, what's happened? What? Wait, I'm coming right over. Darling. He said, darling. My beloved spoke and said unto me, Arise, my love my fair one, and come away with me. Arise, and let me hear thy voice. Dorothy McGuire will return in just a moment. Next week, as always, another great star repeats a brilliant performance on Screen Director's Playhouse. Our story is All My Sons, and recreating his original role will be Edward G. Robinson with Screen Director Irving Reese. Now, here again is tonight's star, Dorothy McGuire. Thank you so much. The part of the mute girl in the picture Spiral Staircase was a pretty frightening assignment until I found out my director was to be Robert Siodmak. Robert is a kind of super-talented elf who directs his pictures with a magnificent mixture of skill and gaiety. As a result, he says he has only one regret about Spiral Staircase. Uh, the studio wouldn't let him slide down the banister. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Robert Siodmak. Thank you, Dorothy. But I was listening to Spiral Staircase tonight, I must make a confession. About what, Robert? Well, I thought it would be impossible to do a radio drama in which the central character was a girl without a voice. But it was done beautifully. Well, thank you. My part was a little larger than the three or four lines I had in the picture. Mm-hmm. This picture business. <laughs> you know, before Spiral Staircase, the producer said to me, Robert, what do you think of Dorothy McGuire? She's wonderful, I told him. She has the most magnificent voice. And he said, that's fine. We put on a picture with nothing to say. <laughs> well, you know how producers behave sometimes. And, Robert, I loved every minute of it. Well, next time they ask me about Dorothy McGuire, I won't mention your voice. I say she's so beautiful and a great dramatic actress. Well, then they probably tell me to direct you in The Invisible Woman. <laughs> Just so you don't play the part of an invisible director, Robert... And seeing you behind those cameras again is something I'm looking forward to. Well, I know I'm a beauty. Thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Good night. Good, Good night. night, everyone. Good night. And 
good night to you, Dorothy McGuire and Robert Siotnack. Remember next week, Edward G. Robinson and Irving Reese with Jeff Chandler. Spiral Staircase was presented through the courtesy of RKO Radio Pictures, producers of that hilarious comedy, Bride for Sale, starring Claudette Colbert, Robert Young, and George Brent. Dorothy McGuire will soon be seen as the star of the 20th Century Fox production, Oh Doctor. Robert Siodmak's latest production for Universal International Pictures is Deported, starring Marta Torrin and Jeff Chandler. Included in tonight's cast were John Daner, Stephen Dunn, Georgia Backus, David Ellis, Jane Webb, Betty Moran, Jane Morgan, and Dan Riss. Spiral Staircase, based on a novel by Ethelina White, was adapted for radio by Milton Geiger, and original music was composed and conducted by Henry Russell. Screen Director's Playhouse is produced by Howard Wiley with dramatic direction by Bill Karn. This is Jimmy Wallington speaking and inviting you to listen again next week when we present Screen Director's Playhouse, star Edward G. Robinson, production All My Sons, director Irving Reese. What's on NBC Sunday? Sunday on Hollywood Calling. You may be called by motion picture stars June Haver and Richard Widmark to win a wonderful prize and crack the film of fortune jackpot. Make a note to stick close to your radio and your telephone Sunday for Hollywood Calling. It might be your lucky day. So listen to Hollywood Calling Sunday on NBC. Stay tuned for Bill Stern and the Sports Newsreel on NBC.